Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. It's Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your humble host, Jeff Trenopole, bringing you sports from a West Side point of view. Okay, here's the rundown. We got a very big game. I won't say big, a crucial game. How about that for UC tonight versus Central Florida? UK did have a very big game last night versus LSU and Major League Baseball's clown, Rob Manfred, their commissioner. The stuff he said about the commissioner's trophy, which is the World Series trophy, is ridiculous. I'll get to that in a minute. All right, as I said at the beginning of the show, we have a... It's not a huge game, but it could be a huge loss if UC loses tonight, which they shouldn't. They're playing the University of Central Florida tonight at Fifth Third Arena at 7 o'clock. It is their 15th meeting overall. UC leads 12-2. They won the last time on January 11th, 68-54. Now, this, like I said, if we lose this game, it'll be a huge loss. And everything, people give me crap because every game's huge for UC. Well, it is. When you lose to Colgate and you lose to Bowling Green, you lose games you should have lost, you can't lose any. So, yeah, they're huge games. <laughs> so, I know we're like, oh, everybody's, every game's a huge game. They are. Can't help it. But more exciting, I'll be at the game tonight. So, I'll be sitting in section 119. Stop by and say hi. All right, Kentucky fans, you guys are giving me crap because, like I said, I always say every game at UC is huge. Like I said before, they are. So, Kentucky, you guys got a huge win over LSU last night, 79-76. to It's a low-scoring first half. UK pretty much led the whole second half. LSU fought back, got within four points, and I don't know what they were doing. But they got within four points. UK took the ball down the court and was kind of dribbling it, waiting for them to foul them. And then it seemed like it took them forever to foul them. And they finally fouled them. But by then, it was almost too late. Kentucky, like I said, gets the win 79-76. to Their next game is Saturday versus Florida at Rupp. UK is number one in the conference, and LSU is knocked down to number three. So, UK fans, I've said this before. You guys have a team, in my opinion, that could win the whole thing. You've got three guards that anybody in the country would take. You've got a big man. The thing is, that drives me nuts when I watch Kentucky, they have to decide to show up. Okay? So they, if they show up, they could go win this whole thing. I'm not saying they're going to, but they could. If they decide not to and only show up for half like they've done, I don't know how many times this year, you guys can be done in the first or second round. So it's kind of such an up and down team. They, they drive you nuts because talent wise, they can play with anybody. They just don't sometimes. And I don't know why. So Kentucky fans, it could be a really good season for you or it could be a very disappointing season. But last night was a very good win. It was at LSU. I'm pretty sure that's a quadrant, quadrant one win. Easy for me to say. All right, as I said at the beginning of the show, Major League Baseball's clown prince, Rob Manford. He did an interview with ESPN's Carl Ravage. I talked about this earlier in the week. And he made a statement that the idea of putting an asterisk or asking for a piece of metal seems like a futile act. (laughs) 
the piece of metal he's referring to is the commissioner's trophy that all everybody who's ever been a Major League Baseball player works their butt off, first of all, to get to the Major Leagues, then when you get established, to win that piece of metal. This guy has... He has no clue. I mean, for you to, to disgrace the one trophy, the biggest, most important trophy in your sport and call it a piece of metal... Is ridiculous. And you're trying to do that to cover your own butt for the reason you didn't go after the players. People are like, it's too hard to do this. Oh, I've said this a million times. The Chicago Black Sox, they threw the World Series. They got banned. Eight of them. All of them banned. If they could do it then back in hundred and something years ago, it's the 21st century. You could figure it out. I mean, they went found out all this stuff about Pete Rose back in 1989. You're telling me you can't take the time or the effort to try to figure out what player did what? I'm pretty sure you'd figure it out. If the Dowd Report could figure out when Pete Rose bet, who he bet on, what he had for breakfast, you guys can figure this out. You just don't want to. And I applaud, applaud. The Major League Baseball players who are coming out and saying stuff. Ones who never say anything. Aaron Judge. He took his tweet down from two years ago for uh, congratulating Altuve. He took it down. And you, if you hear the interview, you can hear it in his voice how ticked off he is about this. This is, this is different than the steroids. This is different than Pete Rose betting on his team to win. This is different. The Astros use technology to cheat to win. Now, Rob Manfred has said that the reason that the manager and the general manager took the fall is because he sent out a letter after uh, the Red Sox did the Apple Watch thing saying that if anything like this happens again, it's going to fall on the general manager and the manager, which is a cop-out. He already set it up to cop-out. Like, dude. Step up. You are the commissioner. Okay. The NBA commissioner essentially fired one of his bosses, the guy who owned the Clippers, got all the teams to get together and got him to sell his team. He really fired one of his bosses. You don't have the guts to go after these guys. And he he said, a quote is, well, we had the fortitude and the will to uh, put the... uh, the statement together and, and find out what happened. But you don't have the guts to go through with it. I don't understand this guy. And then he keeps trying to defend what he did. You cannot defend what you did because you didn't do anything. I mean, it's in America, we have rules and laws. If you break the law, you go to jail. In baseball, if you cheat, you get suspended. You can get suspended for 100 and something games for PEDs. You cheat and potentially steal a World Series and absolutely nothing happens to you? What? And then you come out and say, all right, you guys are not, nobody's throwing at the Astros. Dude, are you serious? You have that problem all the time. You think you're you're gonna make it worse. If you start, if you start finding these guys for hitting the Astros because you didn't do anything, that is on you. All of this is on you because you didn't punish the people who did it. Don't give me this stuff that it's too hard to find out. It's 2020. 
Dude, they got cameras. They got phones. They got... You can find out. Just do your job. That's what you're... That's what you're there for. Oh, my bad. He did apologize for referring to the World Series title, the commissioner's title, as a piece of metal. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. You, that, that made it a lot better. You should apologize for not doing your job in the first place. <sighs> Man, I get so fired up by that. But it's so stupid. <laughs> it's just... He's lazy and scared. You should be fired. You don't deserve to be the, the commissioner of baseball. Sorry. All right, as I reported yesterday, uh, John Beeline is officially out as the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, J.B. Bickerstaff will be taking over. Beeline had a decorated career at Michigan. I mean, he went to Final Fours and he went to uh, the championship games. He had a great career at Michigan. I'm not sure why he wanted to come to Cleveland. I think he wanted to, eh, he wanted money. <laughs> he got, well, he got, he's getting paid. He got a five-year contract paying $4 million per year. And I think I read somewhere that he's only like the third coach in the last 30 years to not make it through the full year of his his first full year of his contract. You know, this was, this is bad from the get-go. I mean, like I said, NBA, it takes, there are some college coaches that can come to the NBA and splendor, but not a lot of them. Most college coaches they're college coaches for a reason. They're used to being able to tell the kids what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. NBA players, you can't do that because the biggest complaints I've heard out of the Cavaliers is they were they treated them like college basketball players. Like, these guys are men. You know, you, you can't treat them the same. So, I don't know if J.B. Bickerstaff's going to be any better. I hope so. Like I said, I'm a Cavs fan. I hope my team gets better. And the Joe Burrow. Uh, this I, Is the draft here yet? Please. I, I wish you would get here. I'm so sick and tired of hearing national media saying, you know what? I don't think he wants to come. The best, finally, somebody on a national radio broadcast came out and said this. And it was from Marcus Spears on Goyka Wingo. I love him. And he said, I quote, Unless he says, meaning Joe Burrow, I don't want to go to the Bengals, which he hasn't said it, he's going to the Bengals. Now, I thought this was interesting. Marcus also came out and said, he goes, look, he goes, Joe's from Ohio. He goes, I'm from Louisiana. If I was the number one overall pick at quarterback and the Saints weren't any good and I got drafted there and I got a chance and an opportunity to rebuild and reload the Saints and become a legend, he goes, sign me up for that. And that's what I think Joe Burrow's like. He's been doubted and doubted and doubted. And people are still doubting his arm strike, which drives me nuts. Did you see the throws he made in college? Yes. The windows are even smaller in the NFL. But you move that DB two feet closer, they still catch the ball. So I don't want to hear about Joe Burrow's arm strike or lack thereof. And I'm tired of hearing about how Joe Burrow, everybody says Joe Burrow doesn't want to come here. He, he said he's leaving himself an out. His parents have said he's fine with coming here. Okay. His agent, he's listening to what his agent is saying. And his agent is smart. His agent is saying until you have a actual contract from the Bengals, you don't know if you're getting drafted there. 
You don't want to put yourself out on a limb yet to say that you do want to go there. You know? And I don't think he's the type, if he, this way, if he really didn't want to come to the Bengals, he would have already said it. His agent would have said it. I mean, Tua's agent has said it, which is fine. I don't want Tua anyway. He's, he's, he's glass. That dude is going to get injured again. So, I, it's, it's April 23rd. It's, I cannot wait until then to get this over with. But Joe Burrow is going to go to Vegas. He's going to ride in his boat, get up on the stage because they're doing the fountain in Vegas. He's going to grab that Bengals jersey, take a picture, and he's going to be the Bengals quarterback of the future. And the other thing. National media keeps saying, and Colin Cowherd said this, that the Bengals ruin quarterbacks. Okay. First of all, we've had two of them win MVPs of the regular season. One of them should be in the, in the Hall of Fame. His name is Ken Anderson. If we had more playoffs in the 70s, the Bengals would have put the more playoff games in the 70s. We're unfortunately in the same division as the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the greatest dynasties ever. If you go back and you look at Ken Anderson's numbers, they're pretty freaking good. Number two, we had a guy named Boomer Esiason. He won an NFL MVP. He took us to the Super Bowl. Ken Anderson took us to the Super Bowl. Okay. Now, you go from the period of 1992 all the way to 2002. We sucked. We were terrible. You got David Klinger. You got Achilles Smith. You got uh, who uh, Gus, Gus Farratt was in there. You got... Uh, John Kidna. Yes, all terrible quarterbacks. Terrible, terrible. All right. Then you get Carson Palmer. Second year, takes us to the playoffs. If he doesn't get hurt in the second game of the season, who knows what's going to happen? That changed the course of the Bengals and the course of his career. I don't care what anybody says. So, we got we went to, I don't know, I think two or three other playoffs with, with Carson. No, we didn't win any. I don't think that had anything to do with the Bengals organization. It had to do more with the players that were on the field. Because you cannot tell me, Carson, I don't care what you're saying. You cannot tell me you didn't have enough talent to win one playoff game out of the teams you had for the Bengals. Because you won the division at least once or twice. So the Bengals did do something right. Okay. Number two. Or three, four, whatever point I want. I forget now. I get on a rant and I forget. Anyway, Carson... Decides to take his ball and go home. He doesn't want to play for the Bengals anymore. All right. We draft Andy Dalton. And we go through five straight playoff games. Did we ruin either one of those quarterbacks? No. No, we didn't win a playoff. But we went to five. in From 2010, I think, to 2020. That's 10 years. Half that time, we went to the playoffs. I think Lance McAllister had a stat last night. We've been to more playoff games than 19 other franchises. Okay? Yes, the Bengals have not won a playoff. Good God, I know they haven't won a playoff game, all right? But that doesn't mean we ruin quarterbacks. Doesn't mean that Mike Brown is the best owner ever? No. Is he the worst? Not. I mean, he used to be, I think. I, it just depends on what day it is. I, I can't. I can't totally answer that. <laughs> okay, I'll put it that way. I can't totally answer that because he really likes making money more than... He wants to win. And I that part, I have a hard time with, with him. But this narrative that the Bengals ruin quarterbacks and this narrative that they're not a winning organization, dude, they've won more playoff games in the last 10 years than a third of the NFL. So 
Where is this coming from? You guys are just making stuff up. Do your work. Do your homework. Look stuff up. I, I had to. I had to look it up. <laughs> and I'm not even getting paid for this. <laughs> like, give me a break. <sighs> but Mark Spears, I love his comments. All right. It is Wednesday. Hump day. Sport. So what's your sports hump? Mine, as I said earlier in the show, I get to go to my first Bearcat basketball game of the year. I am very excited about it. So sports hump is either what helps you get through that Wednesday to get over that hump to slide down to your sports weekend or what are you looking forward to that's getting you to that sports weekend. Mine, like I said, Bearcat game tonight. Cannot wait. It should be should be an easy game. I, I hope it is. It hasn't. They haven't had any easy games. So unless we, you know, play whoever. Uh, anyway, that's just sports, baby. Like, subscribe, share. Tell all your friends about me. See you guys.